Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com backslash Bill Roden on sports. Check it out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another version of Bill Roden on sports. I'm here out west in sunny Las Vegas, uh, visiting my uh, stepmother for Mother's Day. And uh, Jamal, I'm sure you had a great Mother's Day holding it down uh, in Brooklyn, New York. What's going on, man? Yeah, I had a, had a great Mother's Day. My mom's in uh, Philly now, so we drove down there to uh, check my mom out. So had a successful Mother's Day. Very nice. And we got you, you know, we oh, got cool. you, we got you on the phone in uh, in Vegas. It's hot out there. Of course, that's in the <laughs> desert, man. I can't, you know, it's like a hundred degrees in the shade. Right, 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 right. <laughs> hey, that's a nice transition talking about Philly because um, we've got on the line a Philadelphia native who is, of course, making San Antonio his home. Uh, again, man, uh, we've got this is probably one of the most talented young sports journalists. Uh, in the country. Uh, his name is Jabari Young. He covers the San Antonio Spurs like a blanket for the San Antonio Express, and he's been kind enough uh, to give us some time. Uh, somebody, I, I said uh, before, um, one of the great things about the San Antonio Spurs uh, being in the playoffs and extending is that uh, we've got an opportunity to hear uh, Jabari break things down on radio. We've got a chance to uh, see what he's written. He's really, 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 really a, a talented, a talented cat. Uh, Jabari, man, welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me as always. Thank you so much for those kind words. I was blushing, you know, like when you, you know, you're an ugly guy and you see a cute girl, she's kind of looking at you, but she's really not looking at you. She's still kind of blushing. So those, those words kind of made me feel. I appreciate it. Hey, okay, man, we get it. <laughs> hey, you know, just, just to be transparent. Um, Jamal and I had Jabari on uh, a little while ago, uh, uh, and we had just a tremendous, tremendous interview. And then, um, to no fault of his own, we kind of hit the wrong button. We zagged where we should have zagged, and we didn't record it. (laughs) Uh, But uh, Jabari was nice enough uh, to come back. And, in fact, in a way, man, it worked out great uh, because before, you know, when we talked, me, you, and Jamal talked before, uh, San Antonio just completed a closeout of the um, of the Houston Rockets, and we were talking about what would happen in, uh, when they when they met Golden State. But lo and behold, man, they played Golden State game one Sunday. You were there, and I couldn't believe it, man. They built up a 25 point lead, and Jabari, take us through what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I mean, listen, that, that game was uh, it was probably one of the more dramatic things that I've seen in a long time because, you know, here you got a team, you know, everybody picked the Warriors to win this series. I mean, nobody, I don't think very few people outside of San Antonio and even Spurs fans who picked the Spurs probably in the back of their mind, like, damn it, why did I do that? Um, you know, they had them. I mean, that was their game. The Spurs mm. won that game fair mm. and square. Uh, the Warriors didn't show up. I don't know if it was because of the 1230 start. It's pretty early. Uh, but, you know, the, the Spurs had them. I mean, up by 25 in their own building. That thing was siren, okay? Mm. It, 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 they had it. And, you know, for them to lose the way that they lost, you know, and then lose their best player because of an unfortunate incident, mm. um, you know, it, it, it's going to put a – it's demoralizing. You know what mm. I mean? It is. And I know guys are, you know, talking right now about using the motivation to give back up. But once that ball goes up, and this is a different Warriors team that you saw in game one because they woke. They woke now. They know <laughs> right. you can't play around. Right. You know, they woke. So, you know, it's going to hit home that you don't have number two in Kawhi Leonard to throw that ball to to get you a bucket. So, um, you know, but that that was the one, man. I mean, if they would have won that game, imagine the storylines today. Imagine mm. all. I mean, it would have been great. And so, uh, in a way, some people feel like we were robbed of a great series because not only is Kawhi might miss 
the next one, but maybe game three. Uh, maybe he doesn't even return this series, depending on the severity of that thing. So wow. uh, it was a blow. It was a blow. Mm. So how, how do you how do you look at at, at uh, game one in terms of, you know, the Spurs? I mean, I guess you could say they had an excuse because Kawhi got hurt, uh, hurt the ankle again, and had to come out. And that's that's when Golden State made their run. But but was it more than that? Do you feel like they still should have won um, even after Kawhi left? You know, that's hard, man. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, the Spurs guys, what they were doing was working. You know, they, they would, you know, have, they would play pick and roll with Marcus, you know, him and Kawhi be a two-man thing, spread everybody else out, uh, let Kawhi drive, find shooters, or take it to the hole himself. The Warriors, let's, let's make no mistake about it, the Warriors cannot stop Kawhi Leonard, okay? Mm-hmm. He, he was taking it to them. He got whatever he wanted, mm-hmm. whenever he wanted, wherever he wanted on the court. They couldn't stop him. He was great. But, you know, the Spurs let that thing slip. The Warriors didn't beat them. The Spurs lost. Okay, mm. that's a difference. It's a difference. Well, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. Did the, did the, did the Warriors overcome a 25-point uh, deficit, or did the Spurs blow a 25-point lead? There's a, you know, there, Spurs, there's a distinction. The Spurs blew it. Yeah, mm. they blew it. They, they, they blew it. I mean, and I, I can't even – I'm not going to say blew it. They just – they allowed the what Warriors – What happened? I mean – Yeah, it, it, they just allowed the Warriors to, you know, build up a little momentum, and they, they just – they panicked. And so I am, I'm going to say they blew it. They blew it. Because when you're up about 23 on somebody else's home court, especially in Golden State, especially in conference finals, you've got to finish the job. No matter who's on the court, you've got to finish the job. Somebody got to look in the mirror. LaMarcus Aldridge, he didn't have a horrible, horrible game. But there are people calling for his head like, where were you at when Kawhi went down? Why didn't you step up? You're supposed mm. to be the number two guy. Step up. Prove that you're worth the highest to being the highest paid player on this team. That's right. Mm. He's the highest paid player on the San Antonio Spurs. Go out and prove that. Mm. And he fell mm. short. And to his credit, he again took responsibility for it. But there's only so many times you're going to be able to do that before somebody says, you know what, you ain't worth it. Mm. But what kind of guy is LaMarcus Archer? I mean, you know, in Portland, man, he was, you know, it was kind of, you know, he was like the guy. He was this, this great, you know, I mean, you know what his reputation was. What's happened to him between, I mean, because it wasn't, I mean, he had the great game and the closeout game. Against Houston, yeah. But I think his past, right? His last two years have really been disappointing. I mean, what you, you know him? You've been around him. You cover the team. What's what's up with him? What what kind of guy is he? Or what competitor kind of is he? I, he's a nice guy, man. I like Lamarcus. I really do. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, my job puts me in a position where I have to sometimes call him out. Mm-hmm. You know, who not not from a columnist standpoint, but you know, if a guy's playing bad, you know, you you can't sugarcoat that. Um, and 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 and. He even admitted this, so me saying it is nothing new. He, he's a guy who gets in his own head at times. Mm. You know, he overthinks things. Instead of letting things come naturally, instead of just going out and playing, he overthinks. Now, I remember there was a time last year, I'll never forget this moment because that proved to me uh, how valuable Tim Duncan was. I remember a time we were, we were up in Memphis, and LaMarcus, I mean, he's having a bad game. He can't hit nothing, okay? I mean, he couldn't throw a rock into the ocean. He couldn't do nothing. And, you know, he's getting on himself. And as they're jogging on the court, Tim is hitting him like, yo, man, smile. It's just damn basketball. Just smile. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just, just, you know, he needs to smile. Play. Have fun. Smile. And after that moment, he missed a couple more shots, but then he started to hit them. Mm-hmm. And then Tim looked and said, I told you, man, just relax. Play. Just mm-hmm. smile. If you lose, if you, miss, you, know, you miss some shots, so what? We lose, so what? Tomorrow's another day. Mm-hmm. And it's that type of mindset that Tim had because, you know, he's been around long enough. He knows how this thing goes. But you can't just be down on yourself the whole time. And I think Lamarcus gets in his own head. And that was one of the times I thought Tim saw that and said, I'm not going to let this guy do this to himself. He is clearly overthinking these things, and that's why he's missing the basket. That's why he's missing shots. He's overthinking. And, you know, at times he has a tendency to do that. And when he does that, he's no good. You know, he, he's just he, – he's rattled. Uh, and I think, you know, last night, although he didn't overthink it, you know, for the majority of the game, late in the game, where Golden State started to swarm him, he kind of overthinked it. Mm. You know, he went left. Maybe he should have went right. Or went right when he should have went left. Mm. You know, going into the crowd of, of where the double team's coming from, instead of spinning away from it, getting that little, you know, fadeaway that you have, or finding an open guy, kicking it around, reposting, and getting your advantage. And I think there are times where that happens. In game six, you didn't see that. 
you saw that beautiful Spurs right. ball movement. It was going in. It was going to LaMarcus to get him a bucket. That double team came. He was kicking it out. But let's not forget, you were playing against the Houston Rockets teams that clearly quit. Okay? <laughs> so everything yeah. seemed easier then. Yeah. Okay, but – you know, when he's playing like that, when he's in rhythm, when he touches it early and he's getting his easy bats, I think the longer the game is, you, you'll find that he's better. He's effective. But when he's in his own head, when he's overthinking things, you'll see the smallest baskets, the ones that you think, man, why'd you dunk that? And he's missing right. because he's overthinking and he can't do that. Yeah, ne- never good to overthink in basketball for sure. Um, but get, going back to the Golden State side, um, you mentioned you know you felt like they just didn't show up and that, you know, game two will be a, a different situation. So is, is that how you really feel? You feel like, like there's nothing, you don't, you're not doubting Golden State? Because I know when I saw, uh, when I was watching the game and I saw them down 20 to the Spurs, I started to, I started to think like, wait, maybe, maybe, maybe Golden State has, you know, has some weaknesses here. And maybe, maybe they're not, they're not the juggernaut that everybody's talking about. Right. So you think it's just uh, nah, it was man, just yeah, they didn't that show was, up? That was a 12-30 start. Mm-hmm. They were just, you know, I think that team was all out of sync. Okay. And there's a team that was resting all this time. You tell them they got to get up at freaking 10 o'clock in the morning to go play <laughs> basketball. Everybody's going off by that. There's always hey. one team when, when you got those early games like that. There's always one team. You would think it would have been the Spurs. They had got in the night before, right. long flight, you know, and then you got to get up a couple of hours, you know, go to state. Meanwhile, they're sitting here like, come on, get some of this butt whooping. We got you. Right. And yet, and still, it was the Spurs who delivered the first punch because the Warriors just, they weren't, they weren't in it. You know what I mean? So, you know, the, the Warriors clearly last night were, uh, you know, on Sunday game, when they, they were just, they were out of it. You know, mm-hmm. they were just out of sync. You know, they were overthinking things and, and, and themselves, you know, bad turnovers and stuff like that. And the Spurs was like, yeah, come get all of this and then some. <laughs> and like I said, and then that thing happened with Kawhi, and then it just kind of threw them out of their rhythm. So the Spurs had that game. That was the one for them, and I, 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 I thought, I was playing around, but I thought that they were going to win that game one. But, you know, they came out and they just took it. Uh, and, and then, you know, Golden State, you know, they, they lucked up because had Kawhi been on that court last night, we it would have been a 1-0 series after game one. The Spurs mm. would have been clearly took home, home court advantage and saying, look, you can beat, out, beat us down in game two. We got one here. We'll right. go back in game three and game four and we'll prepare. we got almost a whole, you know, three, four days off in between games. We'll be good. But they already got they won. They got it. Mm. And they had it. And, you know, it's just unfortunate because the Spurs did everything last night to win that game. For, for, for three or two and a half quarters, they did everything right. And it's a shame that, you know, it ended with their best player because we as fans get robbed of a potentially, you know, great series. And now without Kawhi, you kind of figure that may not be the case. Our guest is uh, Jabara Young, uh, a great uh, beat writer for the San Antonio Express, covers uh, San Antonio Spurs uh, like a blanket. And uh, so you were there, you were courtside. Uh, a couple questions, Jabara. So was, did, did, was Golden State beginning to come back even before uh, Leonard was hurt? And then I want to talk to you about that Leonard play, um, the closeout with uh, Zaza Pachulia. Uh, you, you, you were at the you know, Popovich at a great conference uh, earlier today, where he went off on a rant, and he actually essentially was saying it was a, a inappropriate slash dirty play. But yeah. so two questions: that what, was Golden State beginning to come back even before Leonard went out? That's sort of the first thing. Then was it a dirty play? You knew they was going to go on a run, right? Mm-hmm. It was going to be up to the spur, and they started that run. You know, it started kind of in the end of the second quarter. They kind of got some, you know, baskets up. Third quarter, they came out, and, you know, they were they were on a nice little run. But what impressed me was his Kawhi was like, guess what? I'm here, too, and went back and responded. It was mm. a moment there where Steph was hitting, like, two. I think he had two straight. Kawhi came out, hit one, hit a three. Like, look, we ain't going nowhere. Okay, mm. come and get some. We were waiting for y'all all day. Where y'all been? Let's go. Okay? Mm. And, and, it, it, that, and that's when you was like, man, this, is going, this thing is ready to turn up. Mm. And then when it went down, when Kawhi went down with that injury, you know, that, that ankle thing, um, it was misfortune. But you asked me about the dirty play. Yeah. I can't, yeah. I'm not, it, it, it's, it, you can look at it from two sides. You know, first of all, let me just say, Zaza, you know, Pachulia better have some extra security when he gets to San Antonio. <laughs> somebody might try to just take it's, him out. It's like that? Like somebody <laughs> might try to trip him. If I'm him, I'm getting room service. I'm having a health inspector check me, okay? <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. No water burger. I'm not going nowhere. I'm going straight to the bus and straight to my room. I ain't going nowhere, 
Okay, because somebody, you know, they might take you out, man. The cartel might be up there. Oh, my God. Well, you're really going out there, man. <laughs> cartel. <laughs> it's like Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, you know, listen, just, just be careful. But, uh, you know, you know and, and thinking. So, was it dirty? I mean, in your, I mean you, listen, you played a lot of ball. You're from Philly, so you were born with basketball. You yeah. know, but and you've seen a lot of basketball. You've, you've seen a lot of, you know, I mean, really dirty stuff. I mean, was this a dirty play? I can't, I, you know, it depends on which way you look at it, man. There's a play, you know, listen, just remember something. Remember where we're at, okay? This is game one, the Western Conference Finals, okay? You landed all out on the line. Now, I don't think, you know, and listening to Zaza Pachulia, you know, and he responded today, and he didn't, you know, to his credit, he didn't get into, you know, he didn't go back and forth. He said he respected Greg Popovich. He felt really, really bad about what happened to Kawhi Leonard. I'm just taking the man at his word, and, and he seemed genuine when he said so. Uh, he, he seemed that way. What the problem is, history says another thing. History says, no, you have a track record of doing these type of things. Remember, you had a tra- you, you almost took Don- Kawhi Leonard's arm off, you know, I think last year when he went down to the ground, you know what I mean, mm. and then got into it with David West. You're, you're now your teammate. So, mm. you know, and I think Greg Popovich was going off of that history of it. And mm. I can't say it was dirty, man. I mean, if you look at it again, you can clearly say he contested, okay? He closed out. Right. The only thing that would be, you know, he considered it dirty is is that as he landed, he already had, he already stopped, right? He already contested it. He almost kind of appeared to put his foot a little bit in a space where you, you know that the player's going to probably come and land down on it. Mm. But mm. even when you do that, you can't predict where he's going to land, right. okay? You just can't. Right. So I can't – a dirty play is something that's clear. When, you, when, when, a, when a pitcher is clearly throwing at a batter – that's a dirty play. Right. That's clear. It's evident. You know what I mean? It's evident. I'm all in the room here. You're throwing it right at me. No, your army. Look, you tried to hit me. That's dirty, okay? But I, I can't necessarily say that was dirty because guess what? And, and think about it from this point of view. Kawhi doesn't get hurt. Are we talking about this? No. Right. No, you're right. Down, he goes down and he just gets back up and shoots his foul shots and he's in the game. Are we calling it dirty? No. Are we right. saying this? A foul was called. A foul was called. Right, exactly, exactly. They did. It's are not like they didn't call anything. Right. Right. Are we talking about this if that doesn't happen? And I'm not defending Zaza Pachulia. I'm just saying you have to have more evidence for it to be dirty. Now, I know players are looking and saying, in that corner where you're shooting that shot, give us a little bit more space. We hardly have any as it is to land, okay? So give us a little bit more space. From that point of view, okay, fine. But And, and I understand the whole foot thing. You, he kind of maneuvered it around, but – and he couldn't even by doing that. You don't know if Kawhi's going to land on you. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. I don't think. I don't <laughs> know. That's it. Even <laughs> even if like even in yeah. Final game. I'm putting my here. Hope he's going to land on it. He got five. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even even, even, yeah. even, on, even if you're trying to you do got a whole bunch of other stuff to think about. Yeah. <laughs> even even if you're trying to do that on purpose, uh, that's the, that's a tough thing to do. Like to to really to really master that to where you know somebody's going to come down on your foot and you injure them. That's tough to do. But one player who, who came the closest to becoming a master of that back in the day was Bruce Bowen, who uh, who Popovich yeah. knows very yeah. well and defended in the past. So it is interesting. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of interesting that, he, that he's going off on Zaza when in the past we know he stood up for uh, Bruce Bowen. So is it, a, is it just a question of, you know, if he's on your team, he's clean. If he's not, he's dirty? <laughs> Much. I mean, come on, you know, you're not honest. Exactly. He's not going to come on and say, well, no, he's protecting his player. You right. know what I mean? Right. His best player. Now, listen, had this been Danny Green, I don't know if Popovich would have went off. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, unfortunately, this is your best player, though. Right, I mean, this, right. is, this, is, this is Kawhi. This is your number one guy. He was, you, he was busting their behind. So, I mean, of course he's going to go off because he, uh, Popovich, he's not, he's not a fool. He knows right. now that the series is dramatically altered. Yeah, it hurts. If he can't go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's 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 just changed. You know, you you first of all you didn't really have the scoring power to keep up with you dudes anyway. But game right. one you came on and showed that we can at least compete with you. Now you take my guy who's averaging twenty eight, who's kicking your butt in game one, who can right. stop you know your, your your best player in Kevin Durant or Steph Curry whenever they get hot. I could put my guy on and say yo go shut him down right fast and beat us another buck. Kawhi was capable of doing that, and now you don't have him, and that changes things. No matter if you know Greg Popovich is the greatest coach to do it. But even he understands that you know this is going to this is a serious you know misfortune for them, and it's like it's not it's not even a fair fight now. Right. You know, it wasn't fair going in, but now it's definitely not fair. You got a three all stars, four, okay, going up against 
basically one in LaMarcus Aldridge and a former one in Pagasol who's definitely not playing at that all-star level that he once was. He's older. Mm. So it's not. it wasn't fair coming in. That was definitely not fair. So he's protecting this guy. And I, and I wouldn't even be surprised if Zaza would get a fine, maybe even suspended for game two. I think the league wow. is going to look at it. I mean, the fact that Greg Popovich came out and ran, it was calculated. It's calculated. Look, you took out one of my guys, and I'm going to take out your best center. You know what I mean? And to do that, now you got a little bit of small mismatch. Now you can get JaVale McGee in the lineup, and you can do all types of things with him. <laughs> so what do you think would happen if, 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 if Curry got taken out? I mean, do you, a, do you think that's a possibility? And B, hey man, I, does that hurt them as much as... Him. Easy now, easy. Popovich, man. I'm a, <laughs> huh? I might send him one of the goons, man. <laughs> Greg Popovich, man. No, uh, it, it, it goes out, man. Yeah, damn, right to be played against you, man. I'll tell you, you won't play against me. Man, you coach, you coach, you coach your AAU team over the summer. Yeah, I hate, man. I hate to play against your team. I hate to lose, man. If you if, I, if you if, if you ever beat me and I say you're running back, I would say no if I was you. I'm trying to pick you out, man. Like really, lose. Oh God, did you play? Did you play football, basketball? No, basketball, man. I was, you know, I wasn't a football player. They called me a little Emmett Smith, but I, that was like block talk. You know, when we had no field that our we had just little streets that we had to play on. So, you know, you could maneuver in a street. You know, what I mean, oh, of course, nobody wanted the concrete. Yeah, exactly. Everybody the concrete. When you're on that field, man, you know, it's a different story. So, you know, basketball was our was our sport. Right. Hey, let me ask you this, and I, I know Jamal wants to ask you, but you, you brought up the fact that it was a mismatch because, and that's why I was cheering for San Antonio of all teams, you know, because you, you, you look at they're really outmanned. And I'd, I'd asked you this before, you know, you've got Durant, you know, who joined the team, and you've got Curry, and you've got, you know, these, got these four all-stars. And my question was, is, I mean, is, is this good for the NBA? Uh, I mean, I guess you could argue the same thing when, when uh, you know, when uh, LeBron did the thing in, Miami, and and there was this talk of, you know, guys building superstar teams. Is that is is it good for for uh, the NBA? I guess we could if we have more time. Is it good for sports? But in this case, is it, is it good for the NBA to build these superstar teams or these legendary teams? Well, you know, I think listen, I think the league as a whole wants nothing to do with it. I mean, they they prefer to have you know as many good teams as possible because. You know, first of all, I think it kind of you know messes with their bottom line, right? Because you know, yeah, sure. if I got a you know a superstar team like Golden State, I'm not always gonna go there every game. What the hell do I want to go in there see the, to see the Sixers get beat down by the Warriors or to see the Knicks right. get beat down by the Warriors? I'm not paying no premium prices to see that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know, from from a league standpoint, I'm sure they would want more stardom spread throughout the league because it's right. just good, it's better. You know, one thing I think is so good about the NFL is you never exactly. know what team's gonna win. We assume the Patriots are going to win every year, but <laughs> there's always that surprise team. You know, who the hell expected that Prescott to have a year that he had right. and yeah. the Cowboys to be as good right. as they are? Or even you know, Atlanta. Nobody so expected diversity. Atlanta. Exactly. There's so much diversity amongst good teams in the NFL, which makes it so good. But, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing for uh, the NBA in, in terms. If I'm a player and I see that happen, that only makes me want to beat them more. Now, if when I go to state, had they had to take a lot of punches, okay? Because when you playing that team, you 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 getting up because you know I want a ball, I want to beat them, you know. I'm, I'm trying to beat them down, you know what I mean? So I think it's not it's not bad from that perspective because I think from players, you know, you even want to go out and you want to play harder harder than you did the night before because you got the Warriors in front of you. So you know, and it also creates you know, listen, the storylines behind. It. You know, we now that the the Golden State Warriors are clearly a villain, you know, in some markets, and so now you got a whole bunch of storylines behind it. You know what I mean? So it's great from that. And then they got a guy on Draymond Green who every other day he's going off. You right. know what right. I mean? Like it's it's great storylines. You know, but right, he's Donald league, Trump but, of the NBA. Well, yeah, now, you know, now. but back in the day it was more good teams, and and I think everybody appreciated it because you know you you feel like you was getting fair value when you paid a ticket. You want to see two great teams. Not only once or twice or three times a year, but you can go to an NBA game, you know, 15, 16 times a year, and you, you know, guaranteed to see two good teams playing some good basketball, and that just made it more fun. But, you know, it's a little watered down. But I mean, I don't think it's always going to be this way. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a we got another series going on 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 the East Coast, uh, Game Seven tonight, uh, Boston, uh, Washington. Washington travels into Boston try to get a Game Seven in there. It'll probably be tough. Um, but two guards have really stepped up and become household names now. 
You got John Wall and you got Isaiah Thomas. What's your, what's your yeah. take on that series and those two guys? Well, you know, first of all, I think that, uh, you know, that, that, that was a great series. You know, I, I, I root for Game 7 because, you know, Game Seven is the best thing that ever happened in sports, basketball, right. MLB, you know, hockey. Uh, you know, you love Game 7 because mm-hmm. it's do or die. You know what I mean? It's do or die. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think what, what happened is that I think Isaiah Thomas has put himself on a brand-new platform. Mm. Um, to as far as being recognized as one of the better and more premier point guards in this league. Uh, I mean, the man is clearly an offensive uh, talent, you know, not so much on the defensive end, but he can ball, you know, and, and the circumstances that he had to overcome right. to, you know, continue on this level, uh, you know, they were great. They were awesome, you know what I mean? So I think now as a basketball fan, you got to cheer for this guy now because of what he endured, what he had to overcome, and now his team – is in position to possibly, you know, play the Cleveland Cavaliers, which we expect them to get beat, whatever they are. <laughs> but to be yeah. on that level, to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's fabulous. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, I, I cheer for Isaiah Thomas, and I love John Wall. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This this is great, and we do two teams that don't really like each other. So now right. we possibly have a rivalry. Yeah, <laughs> you know nice. I mean? it's it's nice. Even, yeah, it's like you know we don't even get rivalries like that. So it's been great. Right. Do, do you think, you know, we've mentioned, uh, well, maybe you didn't mention Harden before, but, you know, you mentioned Wall and, you know, uh, Isaiah Thomas has, has put himself in the conversation. Do you think that James Harden has kind of taken himself out of the of the conversation about when you start talking about great guards? I mean, uh, we talked about it last week and even even this week, although everybody's still talking you know, talk about the playoffs, People are still talk about James Harden's disappearing act. It was just, it, it was not just disappearing. You were there again. It was a closeout game. It was not just disappearing. I mean, I'm thinking I'm kind of going back and all the years I've been covering stuff. I've never seen a supposedly superstar player take a game off like that. I mean, it, it was it was almost as if somebody if we find out in ten years that he threw the game. I said, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, it makes complete <laughs> sense. You know, right. but, but has Harden taken himself out the conversation? Nah, you know what, man? I think James Harden, I'm going to give him uh, a pass. You know, um, first of all, credit to him. He, he, he resurrected the Houston Rockets because they were a laughing stock for the last two years with Dwight Howard there. You know, everybody felt that they, when they signed Dwight and they got James, you know, that they were going to be, you know, this premier team, that they were next, they were coming, and they turned out to be a complete dud, um, and they didn't they didn't do anything. So credit him he, and Mike D'Antoni, they got the Houston Rockets to a more respectable level now. Uh, this is the first year that James has kind of been put on that level now in an MVP conversation. Now i got to see what he does with it. Now i got to see him go out and get better. Now i got to see him go out and be more, uh, you know, pre- preserve himself throughout the season so that way he'll be able to, you know, have the energy uh, to go, it's not about ind- individual, you know, regular season accolades anymore. And I don't think anybody recognizes that better than LeBron James, who knows. And I don't give a damn about the regular season. I know we're getting there, and once we get there, watch out. And right. if, you know, you need proof proof of what that man is doing. Just turn on the TV, look at the stats, see what he's doing. Mm. I mean, he is balling out of control because he understands. He knows now that you're only going to be judged by championships. You're only going to be judged by how you do in the playoffs. And you know, James Harden in Game Six against the Spurs clearly dropped an egg. I mean, he was he was horrible. He, yeah. he, he was not good in that game, and I think he would be the first to tell you he wasn't good. In fact, he was the first to tell you that he wasn't good. Now go out and prove it. Now let me see you get better. Now let me go out and see you and continue to, to, to get your teammates involved, continue to be that team leader, and when you get on that stage, let's see you shine instead of going away from the moment. And I think that's what that's what he needs to show now in order for you to consider him to keep him in that superstar level conversation, mm-hmm. because if, if he goes out and he does this year after year, then you got to say, man, you ain't nothing but a fraud. You're right. basically a regular season fraud. You, you're a guy that puts up numbers, okay? You're a guy that clearly doesn't care about winning. You're a guy that clearly doesn't care about championships. You want to go out there. You want to, you know, throw up the three sign after you hit a three. You want to go out and be considered an MVP conversation. But guess what? Are you a real MVP? MVP leads their team. Even though it's a regular season award, they lead their team throughout the entire process, playoffs and, and the regular season. So now it's time for him to put up a shutup. I mean, I love James Harden. I think he's one of the best guards in the league. I love watching him play. I love his style. 
Okay, but now you're on now you're on that platform of superstar player. And with that comes responsibility. The responsibility is making sure that in the postseason you are balling so that way your team has a chance to advance. Because if James Harden goes out there, drops four points in game six, and his team still loses, then we can't put the blame on him. We say, yo, this guy showed up. Right. Who are y'all at? Right. Right. Well, yeah, I'm just curious. You, you've been, you know, you've been on the beat for a while. You've been around basketball. For a while. Who are your five top competitors? If you had to choose, if you if you're going into a to a dark alley, we're gonna play alley ball. You know, you know, not not you know, rec, you know, not ball in the gym. But we take a five yeah. cats to go play alley ball. <laughs> you know, who are five cats you gonna take with you to play alley ball? Uh, I'm taking it. First of all, I'm taking Jordan. Okay, I'm taking Jordan. I'm taking Kobe. Uh, I'm, I'm taking Allen Iverson. Uh, I'm taking. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm, I'm gonna take a large one. I'm gonna take a large one, and uh, you know what? I, 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 I might not like this, but I like the guy. And, 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 and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take Chuck. I'm gonna take Barkley. Oh wow! I'm okay. Take with me, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna okay. take Barkley with me. Okay. Okay. Like, he he was known to be dirty. At least three of them. Yeah, we like we like Barkley. Yeah, three of them, like, people obviously, you ain't getting a lot of love. You keep it real. You're not getting a lot of love nowadays. A lot of people don't like him. Uh, but I like <laughs> him. Barkley? Like yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you guys look at the, the the comments and all of that stuff, man. But um, I like him. And those three guys I mentioned, they tear your heart out. Oh, yeah. And they won't yeah, even yeah. look down to see if you're okay. Mm. They'll step right over you and keep on going. Okay? Yeah. They'll tear your heart out. And then later on, if they can put it back together, when you come back to life, they'll apologize. But not now. When you're in the middle of a war, when you're in the middle of, of, of balling out of control, you're doing what you have to do to get the job done. Yeah. And I like that. I like what I saw from those three guys and Kobe and the Iversons and the, and the Jordan. I love that. And then Shaq and, and oh, I'm sorry, Olajuwon and Chuck. You know, Olajuwon, he was one of the more skilled centers in the league. Um, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to see Wilt when he played or, you know, at Jabbar. Uh, but I started to watch Olajuwon later on in his career, and I loved you know, I, everybody tried to maneuver. Everybody tried to do the dream shake in their yep. life. Even, that even was, guards. That, yep. was just, that thing, yeah, man, when you catch somebody in a court like that, dude, I'm tripping you the other way. Don't ever catch me with the dream <laughs> shake. That was an embarrassing move. And then Barkley, because I want that nastiness, man. I want that I want that toughness, man. I, I want that guy on the court that's an enforcer, but that can also is skilled and he can, you know, he can play with the best of them. So, um, I, I give me those guys. Yeah, that's pretty I'm, good. Five. I would probably, I mean, that's not why. I would probably take Jabbar. I, he'd be the first person I would take, and uh, I won't belabor it. But I was, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and I was thinking Jabbar may be, over the annals of history, probably the most underrated winner. If I was, if I was to choose, who is the most winningest player? in the history of, like, the NBA, the winningest right. from high school all the way to the end of their career. Right. I'd probably have to take Jabbar mm -hmm. because if you look yeah. ever since Power Memorial High School, where this guy was basically unstoppable, he led, led a team to check. Then he went to UCLA. Unstoppable you know, again. Unstoppable. They said, so unstoppable, we got to change mm -hmm. rules. Right. You, know, we got, you all can't dunk because this guy. You know, uh, then he goes to Milwaukee championship then he goes to the lake you know and i think for some reason because you know some people don't like his personality he's kind of like odd and and, and whatever then then, then big men in the general documentaries he does the mm -hmm. books he writes you know uh the intellect i'm thinking this guy's probably one of the most underrated ultra superstars in the history yeah. of basketball but you know don't forget he, he, he's still he's still an all-time <laughs> no, leading scorer too you know, he's still an all-time yeah. leading scorer, so it is amazing that he's that he's underrated. I think I think big men in general. A lot of times, you take big men out of discussion when you're talking about you know best players of all time. You're like, oh, you know, you you don't they don't count. They're too tall. But that isn't that the point of the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so right. it's interesting. But I mean, you know, get, getting back to Harden. Obviously, Harden has a long way to go to get on any of <laughs> any of those levels. Um, and and one thing yeah. he needs to do, man, at least at least not show up to the to the to the after party after the game after you after you go two for eleven. That's all I ask. You know, I don't I don't think any of those other look. guys would do that. Maybe Iverson might do it, but he would have dropped forty and you know, and he would have right. went out he would have <laughs> right. went out a hundred percent. So I'll give Iverson a pass for that. But you got it. You can't be just showing up yeah, at a concert after look, the man. game, man. It Who was whose concert look. was it again? It Travis Scott. Yeah, Travis Scott. Travis right, come Scott, on, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, come on now. If it was like, I mean, God bless him. And, you know, if it was Prince, 
or Michael Jackson. Okay. Were like okay. On their last. He was okay. all day. Okay. And they were on their last leg of this <laughs> their last tour ever. Right. Uh, I'll give you a pass. All right, I'm there. Right. But Travis Scott, man, come yeah, on, come man. On. You going to see that young brother plenty of times before. <laughs> Tonight ain't the night. Matter of fact, yeah. I'm James Harden, right? I'm the king of Houston. I, you know, if I really wanted Travis Scott, I could say, yo, dog, I got 20 grand. Won't you come to my house next week? When he's <laughs> <going to play? laughs> And I got a little private party I want you to perform at, dog. How about that? Yeah, right. exactly. Ooh, Travis Scott ain't turning out no $20,000 for that. You can go ahead and have him do a couple sets, yep. throw a party, make sure I'm invited, and yep. I'm cool. Yep, that's, that's called smart. He's a different kind of guy. Though. I mean, you know, some people, I remember a long time ago, I was asking, uh, this guy, Dick Mata, he used to be a coach of mm-hmm. the uh, you know, Bulls. And we were talking about Ralph Sampson versus Jabbar. And I said, well, what's the difference between Ralph Sampson and Jabbar? I said, well, you know, uh, Jabbar wants to win championships. Ralph Sampson just likes to play basketball. <laughs> yeah. And you probably seeing guys like that, Jabbar, throughout your career. I mean, right now, you can say some guys, they just like to play the game. But yeah. they're, not, they're not driven by championships. They're not driven by winning. And maybe – Really, only a few people really are like that. Right. You know, uh, most people, I guess, you get paid. It's nice. You like to play the game. Like, like that's cool. But you don't. You can't lose. Like, like Harden. You know, you, he doesn't lose sleep. No, you know, he's, like, he's I not think losing Jordan would be a game like that. Like Kobe. You know, they couldn't sleep. Right. You know, yeah. but everybody's not wired like that. You know, so should we? Nah, you know, should you know, we blame man. people like Tom Brady? Another guy. You know, Tom Brady probably can't go to sleep. You know. Well, you know, I'll tell you something, man. Like, I, I, being a young a young journalist, you know, I, I look back at guys like yourself, uh, you know, at guys like Will Barnes, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, of guys like, you know, Steve. When when y'all was, you know, in y'all prime and y'all was, you know, running and covering the league, mm-hmm. it was so much easier to talk to guys, to, to, to get them. Uh, we're in an age now, man, where a lot of guys, they can't talk the game. They can't. They can, they can't talk about the game. They can. Mm-hmm. They can do the exit nose. They can give you the company line. Oh, we've got to play harder. Or both teams played hard. They can give you those. But you know, sometimes you need that insight, that extra, you know, explanation on things. And and, mm-hmm. and you know, there's, there's very few guys around there, man, that can talk it like they once talked. Who, who talk does it? Who do you, who who would you put as your number one guy who can really talk the game? Wow. Uh, today, in yeah. today's game, currently. Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, or I love, yeah, or, just... hey, from a San Antonio perspective, I would say Manu Ginobili. Mm. From a, uh, a a league perspective, LeBron. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and also got to give props to you know Damian Lillard up in Portland. That young mm. brother not only talks the game, but he does it, and it, and it comes from the heart. You know what mm. I mean? And he, 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 what you see is what you get for him. I mean, the realness is like is on display. Uh, LeBron's been a lot around long enough, and I think he had. You know, he was the last of those players who did talk the game when Kobe was in it. Uh, and, you know, I think, so I think he learned a lot through it. He had to go through his trials and tribulations as well. So I think he's much better. He's more equipped to do it. But, you know, you don't have a lot of guys that's on his level that can do it. LeBron can hit any subject from any aspect. And at the end of it, you'll say that was great. You know what I mean? Not a lot of guys can do that. Mm. Hey, man, listen, uh, Jabari, I guess there's uh, the great Jabari Young, the uh, beat writer, uh, soon to be superstar of the San Antonio Spurs and beyond. Uh, we know we know we know that you're uh, you're out wet. You're in San Francisco, so we don't want to. Uh, you know, I, I was a man. One of the great things, man. Of, of, Oakland. Uh, you know, oh, well, come yeah, on. Oh, yeah, he, 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 well, he's keeping it real. Keeping it real. Stay in Oakland. <laughs> no, it ain't. It ain't same difference. But but um, what you know, we want to. Uh, last time we talked to you, we we touched on uh, Levar Ball. And I just want to get your take on on LeVar Ball. Um, you know, he's really kind of – I don't know if he's revolutionary. I think last time we talked, I said the reason I respect him is, I mean, we're all on a plantation, but I respect people, black folks who are trying to get off the plantation. You know? Absolutely. And I think that LeVar is trying to really earnestly trying to get him and his family off the plantation. And most of the guys we see, a lot of the brothers in, you know, in the different pro league, are kind of content. By being on the plantation, you know, because they, yeah. you know, maybe, you yeah. know, you know what I'm saying. But what do you think of uh, of LeBar Ball, his approach to his son, the marketing, and all that? You know, it's funny, man. I had a chance to actually really think about this again after, you know, I remember you asked me before, mm-hmm. and I, I said I loved it. I love, I love what he's doing. You know what I mean? Uh, I love the, the the his confidence, uh, his arrogance is even, you know, kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
you know, uh, but I don't, you know, you never really want to pick up for a dude who's too arrogant. But you know, right. it, the, the, the way that the heat is coming at him, I mean, sometimes you got to use that arrogance to kind of, you know, block, you know, all the stuff that's coming at you. He, you know, there's been a lot of talk about him. You know what I mean? Right. So, and I started thinking about it, right? And I started thinking, you know what? Those shoes are four ninety five. But I, and I think y'all can relate to me. Back in the day, if I'm walking through the hood and I got a pair of four five hundred dollars shoes on, and somebody try to make fun of me, you just look at them like what five hundred? Like, oh, <laughs> damn! Okay, yeah, what five hundred? You know what I mean? Like, that, that's how it was. You know, that, right. that's how it was. The, the more expensive the sneaker, right. the more credibility you had because right. they're seen as though right. well, he got money. Right. Right. So they, te- they tease you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But you came up with some Buster Browns. They tease you. Right. They tease you at first because they don't know what they are. But when you look and say, yo, $500, think about that first man, that first brother who came to the hood with a pair of Gucci's on. What the hell? $1,000. What? You know right. what I mean? Like everybody right. was back in the day, you know, that the thing to have was gators. You know, you had a mm. pair of gators or you had some snakeskins or something like that. But that dude who walked through with the Gucci's on his feet. You know right. what I'm saying? With all that, like, everybody, right. I can't remember when they first, they made Dapper Dan. When they were going to get their clothes from Dapper Dan, everybody was like, oh, my God, it was fresh. Right, so right. So I think, you know, right. looking at it from that point of view, yeah, you're right. you got a pair of $495 sneakers, it's going to be that one guy that's like, yo, I'm going to go get those. And that's then right. that's how you start that trend. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We might look at it as crazy at first, but, you know, Stefan Barber, I know he came out and was like, yo, if you really want to do something, make your kids less. But guess what? All props to Stefan, dude. Ain't nobody checking for no Tanala sneakers that you got. You know, because we look at those, but, yo, you know, they, remember, remember the Bobos back in the day? They was the cheapest sneaker around. They used from point A to B, but right. if you had them on your feet, they, oh, look at them Bobos. Right. <laughs> so what? Right. You know, yeah. so, it was the parents. The parents had to buy you the, the real cheap ones. You weren't gonna, you weren't going to go out and buy those yourself and be proud or anything. Right. Hell I mean, no. No. Right. That's like you go through the, with a convertible Bentley, you know. Exactly. Or stuff, and people are going like, you know, now you could come through with a with a convertible uh, Volkswagen or a convertible Kia or something, but if you come through with a convertible, you know, Bentley, you know, then you're right. And and particularly yeah. if you play it off, like, you know, like you can play it off, you know. I think you you raise a really you really you really, really raise a hell of a point. In terms of yeah, it's it's it's, it's a status thing, man. And I think mm-hmm. Levar Ball understands that his clientele that he's trying to market his sneaker to, the black, the, the young African American, you know, guy who's into fashion or is just into sneakers. You know, right now we're in the sneaker craze, right? I mean, mm-hmm. everybody loves sneakers. The reason why Jordans are the way that they are is because a they make a limited pair, so they're not available everywhere. I remember back in the day, you wanted a pair of Jordans, you had no problem. You go to the store and get them. You know, nowadays, you know, especially those retros. You can't get those. I mean, you got to wait in line in some cities, you know, That's right. to, to, to hopefully get one. So, you know, they're always going to have a status of their own. But when Kanye West signed that, right. you know, uh, shoe deal with Adidas and made his sneaker $1,000, mm. what gives Kanye the right to do that when mm. you got a brother in LeVar Ball to say, yo, I want to do the same thing? Why can Kanye, why is it acceptable for Kanye to do it and nobody says anything? But when LeVar Ball wants to make his son's sneaker 495 everybody's getting on his back. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, that, that I don't understand. Now, I don't have to go buy the sneaker. That's my right. Right. But at the same time, I see what he's doing. And if it works, more power, more power to him. Yeah. And, well, and, guy, and, a lot of guys, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up. But when, when a lot of, and I hear a lot of, particularly a lot of white guys who are what I call on the supply side of the industry who make money off of black folks. And historically, whenever the black folks start coming together, wait, whoa, 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 we could, we're doing our own. That's when you really start getting the pushback. Right. So you wait a minute, wait a minute. You're you're coming in our space now. Right. You know, all you're supposed to do is tote that bar with that bell. Now, when you start to like, when you, you know, and if you, I mean that that really summarizes the whole industry. You know, of all yeah. these black guys running and jumping. And they say, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, why are we running and jumping and lifting that, you know, uh, tote that bar with that bell for, for our white agents, for the white real estate people, the white barker. You know, why do we? Do it for ourselves. Then all of a sudden, people start pushing back. So, well, you know, uh, you know, what are you doing? That's not your space. Right. So yeah, I think you raise a great point. He just said, "Hey man, why can't you know, you know, why can't we get in that space?" Right, right. And good right. And, 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 and 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 us do it, get in that space. And then what you do is, if it works, guess what? You won't see a whole bunch of other young athletes right. come out like, "Yo, right. what I need Nike for?" Right. Make That's right. Feet. 
Right. That's you know right. what I need y'all for? I can make my own speaker, collect all the profits, and I ain't got to worry about y'all. I'm not. I'm not obligated right. to y'all. And what I got to do that for. And that's what. You know that's, right. that's what that the. That's what the companies. You know, Stefan did it. They made their sneaker less, but that was their own problem. That was their own prerogative to make it less. They went, They did it for their own reasons, which were great to make it more affordable. But Levar Ball, his client, the weight where he's aiming at, is completely different from what Shaq and Stefan was trying to do. They were looking and by, out. And by the way. You know, they say, well, you know, the kids in the ghetto, there are a whole bunch of black folks whose parents got a whole bunch of money. Right. You know, oh, yeah. it's, you know what I'm saying? I mean, a, a whole bunch of money for whom, you know, and they they go to some of the most elite. But, you know, it ain't like 1943 or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. You know, right. there's a lot of folks who could afford that shoe for the, all the reasons you mentioned. Because, hey, man, I'm going to be the first one to buy this. Five hundred dollars shoe, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right, and you and you talked about opening, and you talked about yeah, and you talked about opening other kids' shoe. eyes. You talked about opening other kids' eyes, other players' eyes. That to me, that's the genius in what in what Ball is doing. I mean, you know, he had his little beef with LeBron here and there, but you can't tell me that LeBron doesn't see what he's doing and starts to think like, hey, you know, you know, right. the, the power I have, I could have done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and and remember, Ball was doing this way back. I mean, this big baller brand, he started that in AAU ball when his kids were like, you know, around 11, you know, 10, 11 years old. He was like, forget these big shoe company teams. I'm going to start my own thing. And he was selling merchandise from back then. So this is not even new. He has been doing this, and you got to give him a lot of credit. And think about that young brother, that young next college athlete who ready to come yeah. to the league. And let's say Lonzo Ball has a relationship with him. Right. Okay. Yep. Yo, dog, why don't you come over to our brand? Find a yeah. over here. Right. And guess what? You done got a whole roster now <laughs> yep. of young yep. athletic guys. Now Nike, like LeVar Ball said, we ready to be your competition because guess that's what? That's right. They have access. They, they, they can relate to that young black male that's coming out of the college. They can go to him and say, yo, own your own. Do it your own yep. self. We right here. Yep. Come with us. We'll give you this. We won't, we'll, you you have complete, but the big ball of brand will be on that sneaker, and so you only help you're helping yourself and you're helping grow our the the, the brand. And so you know, like I like I said, man, I, I like what he's doing. I, undercover, I root for it to work. I'm not going to buy the sneaker because you know, <laughs> I, I think I got enough. Right. <laughs> but, I may. Um, now that I haven't I, heard you talking, you know what? Hell, I may do it. You know, I mean, how many people, please, journalists, go? you know, we go to press. I may do it during the finals, man. Uh-oh. Walk around my new bar. Can, can you get them? Are they out? No. Exactly. You got to wait till November. And, and then you got that client. You got that status, too. You ain't nobody going to tease you. Like, if you tease me, let me tell you something. He's $500. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that, that was, that was, that's how you talk. That's right. How you certain, that's how you certain areas I may never go, go to. Right. Yeah. Hey, man, this, I think I think, uh, I think think we've just identified another segment in terms of you know, God bless the child who's got his own, and and uh, yes. you know, Billy Holiday made that record back in the in the fifties. Uh, but the the concept is still true, and particularly when it comes to you know black folks in this industry that we're involved in this billion dollar industry right. that really is built on our shoulders. Whether right. it's NCAA football at the highest level, NCAA basketball at the highest level, the NBA, it's such a simple thing about trying to talk about buying your own. Uh, interdependence, doing things together, it's such a it's such a simple concept if you just kind of take those shackles off your mind. Uh, but you know, as you know, that's that's easy. But you know, somebody's like a ball got to introduce the concept, right? You know, absolutely. And guess what? And, and, and you know, the other the other genius behind this is, and, and I just thought about it. Let's say Nike does look at this and say, "Yo, this dude's going off." Man. What do big What do big companies do to smaller guys who are threat? Buy them out. You're going to buy them out. If you buy them out. Now you, you just, all right, how about this, LeVar? Big ball of brand, powered by Nike. How about that? You, LeVar Ball, they offered you $500 million to do that. You're taking that deal. Oh, no Big question. ball of brand, powered by Nike. Yeah. Why right. not? And he tried to do that. Now he tried to do that. Because I, I was coming for the cash anyway. Right. I didn't got it. And I, now my branch is attached to yours. Mm-hmm. Well, that okay. was that, yeah. That was really his play. That was his play. He went to he went to uh, oh, yeah. the three company three big companies beforehand and tried to work out a co branding partnership. They they said no, and then he said, okay, I'm going to put them out myself. You know, and, and he got a lot of buzz with it. And maybe now those companies come back to him. Well, they're going to wait. What's the difference between what he did and what and what Steve Jobs did? That's right. Right. Well, there's one difference. Steve Jobs is white. Yeah. And male. And Steve Jobs. And, and it worked. And LeVar, LeVar, LeVar just talked a lot more trash. 
Yeah, <laughs> and he should play better well, ball. Just, he wasn't, wasn't nobody listening to Steve Jobs at that time. Right, you know right, right. True, like, true. Really, right. If you start talking that trash, you're like, man, you on crack or something like that. But, you <laughs> yeah. know, the very fact that we're talking about it, the very fact that it's mentioned in topics and that people are still – LeVar Ball is doing – he already – listen, he only had to pay for advertisement. Right. He's already out. Right. We're talking about that's it. Right. That's enough. Right. Every and day. going to be that one kid that's interested, like, hmm, I don't know. I do that. Let me take it. I could do that. You get those. Yeah, and like, and like I said before, it's not a bad looking shoe. It's actually kind of good. I yeah. tell you what, if they, if you offer me those over Steph's shoe, I'm taking Levar Ball. Yeah, I'll take those. <laughs> I'll take I'll take balls. This shoe looks better. Yeah, let's keep real. This shoe right. looks better. That's you, right. This shoe looks better. Like you could take that big baller brand off and take off Under Armour and put a Nike sign on both of those sneakers. Which one is selling? And but I guarantee yeah. you, you would be Levar Ball. That's right. Hey, uh, hey, Jabari, hey, man, thank you so much, man. This is this is great, man. I mean, this this conversation is definitely, in some ways, the only conversation we should be making. I mean, every I think you may have mentioned the last conversation. All those brothers like Steph Curry, all these guys, man, they can have their own shoe. They can have their own brand. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, maybe may, you know, maybe maybe some. What did Doctor King say? One day, <laughs> you know, someday. Right. But listen, man. Uh, hey, Jabari, our guest has been Jabari Young. A great beat writer for the San Antonio Express. He's been giving us chapter and verse on everything from uh, LeVar Ball to LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, it's kind of interesting pairing there. Uh, but, hey, hey, Jabari, listen, man, thank you so much, man. Uh, much appreciated. Enjoy the rest of the season. I mean, the series, I hope you check in with us periodically. Uh, and I still think that Cleveland is going to beat. If Golden State emerges, remember, we have dinner. If Cleveland, yeah, that's right. if, if Cleveland beats Golden State, Better, and not in Cleveland either. <laughs> and no, no, matter of fact, I just got this gift certificate from the House of Charm Ribs out here in San Francisco, man. So, oh, know, oh, so I get I the gift certificate. I want to come out well, your it, pocket, it, brother. It, it's coming out of my pocket in a way. It's coming out of my pocket. In a way. It's coming out of my pocket in a way. Yes, in Philadelphia. Yeah, we, we, we got that. Yeah, we got you got to watch, watch them Philly cats, man. You got to watch them. I know, man. Got to get up yeah, early in the morning. Hey, Jabari, listen, man. Thank you so much, man. And, uh, yeah, I'll definitely see you during the finals. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you, guys. That was a great Jabari Young, the uh, speed columnist for the San Antonio Express. And uh, Jamal Murphy, holding it down in New York. Thanks once again. No problem. You know I'm always here for you, Bill. And we'll be there for you guys next week on another version of Bill Roden on sports. Till then, thanks. Enjoy the playoffs, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.